Welcome everybody, this is Leading the Way, a Ranger's Heart. I am your host, Michael Curtis. We have our guest of Yolanda Sanchez from the Round Rock Ballet Folklorica. Yolanda has been teaching, dancing for decades to students of all ages and background. In this interview, what I love the most is hearing the passion and building the confidence of young minds. Yolanda gives everything she can and then some. During and after the recording while editing, her story continues to give me a base of hope for the future. Yolanda, her family, and anybody associated with the Folklorica are truly heroes. I'd like to give an extra thank you to the additional co-hosts in this episode, Will and Hadley from the Share the Will Foundation. Share the Will is a foundation investing in the long game for veterans, children, and community members who are putting in the work to build a better community for all. I hope you are all following along with the Leading the Way, A Ranger's Heart, and the Share the Will Facebook page. We continue to build weekly and monthly postings on opportunities to be a part of the community. Especially on the Leading the Way page, we are doing Coffee with a Friend Starbucks e-gift card giveaway until the week of July 4th. Follow along to see how you can win. With this episode, I think it'd be better to put the coffee down and grab the dance shoes. The only question is, are you ready to dance and feel the love of a local icon changing the world one person at a time? Hey, gang, how y'all doing? Okay, we're doing good. Okay, you know, for the listeners out there who probably wouldn't know any difference, but this is definitely take two. And we were with uh, Yolanda Sanchez from the Round Rock Ballet Forklo. You just heard Will from Share the Will. And we also have Hadley from Share the Will as well. Hi, Hadley, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Mike? Doing great. And I had, well, we we're starting off with, I think, almost kind of that fiesta favor because... When this is all over with, we are going to have the world's biggest uh, fiesta. Isn't that right, Yolanda? Oh, yes, it is. I'm all in and ready to have a fiesta. Yeah. And with that, you know, uh, I think I've met it 100 million times or even embarrassingly. It's just I speak two languages, English and bad English, because I have a hard time with the first one. But the international language of music song and dance i think is understood by everybody and i and that's why we're here today isn't it oh, without a doubt that's why i'm here yeah, yeah. definitely the music conveys such messages so that there is no boundaries there's no boundaries but we uh, have the music and and the different dances put together uh and that's what makes it so special yeah. So the the my kind of really quick first question is: Does everybody have their dancing shoes on? Are we ready to dance this evening? I'm ready. Yeah, we've already been dancing with technology. Let's just dance with some music now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my feet won't stay still the minute I heard the music. They started moving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
Well, let's start off with uh, with Will first. Um, Will, how did you come to meet this wonderful lady that we have on the line today? Well, I think it all started with a parade many, many years ago. And it was the most amazing performance I've ever seen before in my life. And since that time, we have done so many events together. It's unbelievable. And she's never, ever said no. They're always there. They're always there to help share the will, to back up share the will. I love her to death. Thank you. It's definitely our pleasure. And it's so much, it's so lovely. We enjoy doing it. And I remember that uh, uh, July the 4th parade, and you guys are amazing for putting everything together. And uh, this makes it so special. Yes, we have several parades that we participate, but July the 4th parade in Round Rock, it is amazing. Now, one of the things I was able to met Will, and I saw how hard he worked, and how hard Michael worked, and I was impressed. So anytime that they ask me, Yolanda, is there anything? Can you be at this? My answer is always yes. Even though there's times that I have other previous performances scheduled for the day, I was able to split up the group and be in two places at the same time. So I think you guys are amazing. And anything I can do to support you guys, because what you do for our community is incredible. Well, that is very heartwarming, and thank you. I think the best thing when you're around Yolanda is just getting the hug from you. I know that always warms you up. That's what I always look for. I just get that hug. I miss those hugs right now. Miss the hugs. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. I'm a hugger to begin with, and when I see you guys, it's like, oh, I'm just going to squeeze you to death. Yeah. Because this, this is how I feel towards y'all. I think you're amazing. Well, do you have any special questions for this uh, young lady? Uh, this evening? Yes, I do. And Yolanda, out of all the wonderful things you do, is there a special moment that you remember? Yes, it's always that one time, but uh, really, it's in my heart. I was teaching political dancing at around high school. Uh, we started a program there, and um, everything for having this particular young lady that you could just see the love the love for dancing that she actually had to laughing. Okay. And I saw her passion though. And she comes after the first practice, she comes to me and says, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm trying. <laughs> I had your I had your heart. It's okay. It is my job. To get to there is my job to teach you the steps. You already have the love, and that's all it takes. And do you know that, you know, we started school in September, and by April, we joined a political competition in Dallas. And guess what? I put her to do a solo, and she won first place. She was Amazing. Oh, that Amazing. is great. And see what what dancing does. Yes, it brings us a joy. It brings us a self-esteem. It brings us you, you have you put actually all your body to work 
the brain, uh, your body, I mean, just everything. And um, but also what it gives you is a self-esteem. And when I saw the face on the young lady when they called her for her first place, that was, oh my gosh, the most beautiful, beautiful moment. And so this is what, and I often tell my children that, but in my children, I mean my political children, and that uh, never give up. If you enjoy it, by George, you can do it. You can do it. And my students have shown me this and proven this to me many, many a times. But now I have one more question for you, and this might this might make you blush a little bit. Okay, how do it feel to be an icon of Round Rock? I don't consider myself an icon. You are. I just, Everybody in Round Rock knows you. They know your students. Uh, any event that comes up, your name is the first name that comes up at every event. You are truly an icon. You are making me flush, and you are giving me teary eyes. Is, and, it, you know, I, it's one of the things that I tell my students when they're, when they're with me now, I tell them, you need, I need to definitely have you see yourself like I see you. And, like, I tell them, they're all wonderful, but I do have a problem seeing myself like that. Does that make sense? Oh, I, I just see myself just as a little person that I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be surrounded by so many students that I love dearly. And believe me, sometimes I do have as much as I love and I have to get after them. Well, uh, yes. that, <laughs> and I started, I said, no, no, you don't do that way. Come on, come on. <laughs> and, and then they, they, they know how much I love them. And they know that it's my job. To make him shine. Oh yeah, and, and, and they do, and they, and they do. But I, I do have a. I'll be honest. I do, my daughter gets after me all the time, Felicia, because she says, "Mom, you don't see how we see you. I, I don't see myself like they see me." I said, "I don't." Well, you, well, you do. I see how they see you. They see you, and you're larger than life. I mean, you're truly an icon around Rock. There is no doubt. Yeah. And everybody sees you that way. I I know just one or two people in Round Rock. Yeah. And believe me, everybody knows you. Yeah. Well, um, one way we, we you help... You made me blush. Yeah. And one way we help get the word out that everybody sees you, Yolanda, is that Hadley, who has been with Share the Will even longer than me, he's been here, what, decade plus well, Hadley's been a part of everything, of every function oh, yeah. everywhere. He does. Oh, yeah. He's in the back. He's taping, showing it, posting it on Facebook. So he's getting the word out there. And so, Hadley, from your perspective of videotaping a lot of the, her stu- these performances, what impresses you the most by the Round Rock Ballet uh, Folklorica? Uh, I've seen many, many events, and I'm just very blown away that uh, the young, like the very young kids, maybe five, four, five, six years old, that are doing these amazing dances that 
you know, you train them to, to do this. And then, uh, and then they are participating out in public on the streets, like, uh, the parades, uh, sometimes down in, uh, like I've seen a few times, uh, downtown Round Rock in the, uh, courtyard. Um, I've seen them, uh, at, uh, the pancake breakfast and, the uh, uh, fish fries and, the and, uh, it's, it's amazing that, uh, you guys are able to teach these kids how not only to dance, but to uh, dance in public, because that's uh, that's uh, a thing to get over for a lot of children, you know, is to be out into the public. Um, you know, that's amazing what yeah. you guys are able to do. Thank you. Thank you. And that's one of the things that um, dancing does to the person or to the child, that it also has a strong influence in school because, it's like I tell them, so the minute you're on the floor, that is your floor. You are unique. And it's like you tell them, the people, I am here and I have to tell your story. It is through my dancing. Well, they take that also to the schools. They take it to the classroom to when the teacher is asking the students, okay, I need someone to tell me what this is. They're the first ones to raise their hand and to be able to speak out and not be bashful. And that is when I get the, the stories back from the parents, and many times I've gotten from the teachers themselves, it's, it makes me just feel like, okay, Lord, I'm here to serve you to the students. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. So I, I love, I love it. I love it. And it's just so hard right now that I haven't seen my students. We've seen them just, they see me through the um, videos today. I haven't seen them. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure they miss you, believe me. Oh, we miss them. So that, that thank was, you, thank you, thank you. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm over here just soaking in what you just said about them raising their hand yeah, and that was a great observation, Hadley, just that, because thinking about four or five years old, teaching them already how to have a voice and be in public, uh, that, just, mm -hmm. that just melts my heart. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure more than that, Hadley, do you have any other special uh, questions for Yolanda this evening? My, another one of my questions is, is how do um, families uh, get in touch to get their children involved in this? Yes, it's normally I never really um, put any ads out there. It's always by word of mouth. And, of course, uh, uh, doing performances, they will come up after performance and wanting more information. So you can always call me at 512-659-5667. Uh, where do you guys get these amazing costumes? Because, you know, you don't just go to any store and find these. No, that's one of the things just that, again, is um, as a child, I always wanted, I was actually uh, teaching my fellow, uh, my fellow co-students uh, uh, in school. And one of the things that, um, as I was teaching, there was one dance from the state of Veracruz uh, called La Bamba that I always wanted to dance that. I told the, the, my, my peers uh, to know how to do that dance, 
but my parents could not afford to buy me that outfit. We should normally get this outfit from that particular state that their dance is from. Um, and um, I remember thinking as a child, wow, if I ever have a dance group, I'll make sure that to provide for all the some beautiful outfits. Because again, I know how it felt to want to dance and not be able to have the money to pay for them. So when God blessed me and started this organization, nonprofit, I make sure that my students have the best of the best. We do it uh, raising money through the fundraising or the uh, the dues that the students pay. Which, by the way, I had never turned away because a student does not have the money to pay for the classes. And I'm very blessed to have my board members back me up on that. I can tell them, y'all can do, I'll give you that whole amount you tell me quite around it at a certain point that you will never be able to tell my, any of my students, you cannot participate or you cannot come to classes because you have not paid tuition. No, that's not how it works. So getting back to this beautiful outfit, and I call them outfits, okay? Why do I call them outfits? Because this clothes is actually what have been worn in the past in that particular region or state. And it's to me, a costume is like a Halloween costume, but these are not. Uh, for instance, I remember, and this is the dance from the state of Nuevo Leon. I remember using the jacket that my boys wear and as a child. And when I first started, of course, I had to do a lot of sewing. And mind you, I did not know how to sew, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> I had to learn very quickly. I tried to sew my son some pajamas, and I kept on sewing the legs together. So say, I overcame that, okay? I overcame that. And so at the beginning, of was sewing, and then my parents would help me sew. And then little by little, we were able to save money. And then I was really particular as to where I got those beautiful outfits from. So um, I do have a lot of context still in Monterrey, Nuevo León, Mexico. That's where I was born and raised. And uh, in a lot of my the connections that I made throughout the years, they will tell me, okay, uh, this is the best to buy this outfit from this particular state. Something else is that we go to a lot of workshops. So I'm always in contact from my estrus from Mexico, but they help me tremendously. And not only me, but they, they help everybody. They're, they want, it's, a, it's another family together there. So uh, it, I do take big, very pride that when I put my students out there to dance, they are going to be in an authentic attire. Uh, Yolanda, we have three pieces of music, and since you are the expert, let's go one by one and explain the history and the style of dance. Because I, I'm, I'm going to admit, I am a if since everybody can see me out there, I'll, I'm going to say this: I am a white boy from middle of Michigan and the farm country who had to get out of Michigan. So uh, culture was a little shock to me when I moved out of there. So I'm still learning. I'm my attitude is still to learn. So. Uh, is everybody ready to do some learning this evening about some music? Oh, yeah. 
Love it. All right. <laughs> yes. Love so, the culture. So we're going to play this first one, Yolanda, and then after we mark to the end here, kind of tell us, you know, where this song came from, like what's kind of the dance style, and uh, and then we got two others after that, okay? So here's the first one. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's silly. Whoop. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, I better turn this off. We might get this. Who's this? <laughs> I, I hope. I hope nobody. If you start okay. dancing and you start pounding on the walls, I bet and stuff, you she's dancing. Yeah. This is amazing because I'm glad you played that one. Um, it's called Acalabaciado. In the name of the dance, Arriando las vacas. And let me tell you, this is what thrills me when I start learning the dances, learning the history, because I go history and dances go ahead and together, hand in hand. And um, in Nuevo Leon, Monterrey, Nuevo Leon, the, in the 1950s, there, and again, the dances for Nuevo Leon has the uh, influences from Germany. And again, the Germans definitely uh, were in, a, uh, there was a strong influence in the, in the state of Nuevo Leon, actually very close to my hometown, about 40 miles away from there. And um, in this particular village, there was a group, they love the polkas. This polka started coming out, which again is German, you know, Dasherts, uh, Czechoslovakia, and Polish. Well, in a touch of friends. Well, these uh, musicians, the name is Los Montañeses del Alamo. They became such an awesome group that they got to be well known in not only in Nuevo Leon, but in the whole country of Mexico. Well, they did some tours into into the United States, and they proceeded to go to Europe. And um, so you got this polka, okay, which remember, this polka already have the history, the traditions, uh, the beats from those other countries, okay? And now, in the 1950s, we still, of course, we have the influence of where? Texas. We're right here on Monterrey, Nuevo Leon, very close to the border. So now, on the way back, they stopped at Baja California, Mexico. And they started playing this beautiful podcast. Well, the people listened to this music and they added. They they did not start dancing the way that we dance our podcast, but they added their own uh, influence by doing what they do, what they did more of, of course, it was taking care of the cattle, okay, of the bulls. And so now on the steps, on this beautiful dance, they started imitating like the bull. And they will, the bull will do a kick, and uh, the dancer will do a kick, okay? And so when you see in these beautiful dances, they're, again, called calabaciados, you're looking at this transformation that took place. That yes, we have all this, all this other countries, but now, this beautiful music is heard, and they put it on taste. They put it on steps, and it takes 50 years before they actually become a piece of the folklore. The one thing I like hearing about that is like 
understanding like you know like i said white boy from michigan is okay you have german influence and this combined i just you know because sometimes you just from a like i said a small county farm you don't you see on tv oh that's uh, mexican style music you're like no it's influence it's a it's a merger of the two yes. and that's what's kind of special and, like, yes. and i'm like oh that's exciting so let's uh let's move on to the ne- next song here i got two more i want to get to here so let's just try to okay. go, go through these next two here and then uh we got i just got a couple questions and then we can uh with all this music we can dance for the rest of the night all right, <laughs> okay. all right here we go Literally. here we go number two <laughs> Yes, I want to All right, so what is that one? Okay. And okay, this is about a chapel. Now, this is a polka as well. And what amazes me also, we have the beautiful, the beautiful uh, estate, and each state. Like for instance, we have polkas in Nuevo León, we have polkas in Tamaulipas, we have polkas in Sonora, we had uh, polkas in Chihuahua, etc. So each polka from different states have their own different style. And uh, that's something that I definitely try to share with my students because, again, not all polkas are the same. They're not. And uh, it just... It's just like, for instance, I gave you a recipe, and you get the recipe, and you decide to add a little bit more, and you paste the recipe, you pass it to Will, and Will likes it, but he says, you know what, let me do my own touch. So now, it's just still the same recipe that I gave you, but you guys have added a little, tiny little bit different, and that's more or less what happens with the different types of podcasts. And... Uh, once we definitely, uh, my students learn that uh, it is important that when we go to competitions, because I remember my maestro, when uh, he is amazing, Valdemar Gutierrez from Monterrey, Nuevo León, uh, when I took some workshops from him, he told me, make sure that your students know the difference between each state. And when we go to competitions, when you put a polka, uh, I need to make sure that my students know the difference as to where that particular song came from. And again, the attire is totally different from one state to another state. So really? That. And this is a uh-huh, from Chihuahua. So it, it is, again, uh, when we talk about history, all of this comes together. Yes, students come in to learn how to dance, but they have history. And then, of course, we work in oh, so many other areas. And what tickles me is that um, the parents, a lot of times, a lot of times, if they see that, they, that the child is failing um, in the grades in school, the first thing they, they'll come and tell me, I want my child that if he, he or she do not raise the grades, I'm going to pull them out. I just want you to know. And immediately I'll go to the student. I said, okay. I know, and I tell them, you guys are so bright. How do I know that? Because you guys had to remember all these different things, all the different history, the different attire, the different foot movement, body movement, choreography, and 
how to girls, how to move your skirt, because not all of it is the same. And I can go on as we're talking about multitasking. You have proved me that you guys are incredibly bright. So, no, no, no. Okay. All well, the grades are loud. And sure we not to bring up the grades. <laughs> Uh, I'm starting to think, can I take your class? Because, like, you're talking about all the stuff, like, I have no, like, I have two left feet and then some. And she's like, I want to be one of your students because these students sound amazing. I want to be like them. Like, they, I'm like well, they look amazing, yeah, like but you're right. When you break it down, they do they do incredible stuff. So yeah, it's like, right. they do. I just, I'm just going to think about them because they, 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 you can see the love. And then see, a child, a child wants to learn. Yeah. And you take that opportunity, and you may you gotta make it fun, serious but fun, and then just to see like, oh, I did it, I did it. Yeah. You know, you bring a child only does it, and then you turn around and you praise them. Yeah. It yeah. is the most beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, now so, if if I, I dance, it. does does those does Will have to dance, and he gets one of those big sombrero hats, and he gets all dressed up, and Actually, we get to see? Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I tell you, I, I was thinking about because the next gala that we have is, uh, I think it's going to be authentic Mexican dress. So I was just thinking about how I could get an outfit. There you go. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Let you, me know. Let I me will. Know. I can definitely good give you the hookup. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I, def, I definitely will. Well, we got one one more quick song I want to play here. We don't. We don't go okay. deep detail, but we got got the music. Might as well play it. So here we go. Last one. Solo pido que me traten con respeto. Eso es algo que les voy a agradecer. I don't know what he's saying, but I'll tell you one thing about this song I can tell the most is the horns. If there's a music about this piece, it's just those loud horns. I love them. It's a great piece, on that, at least in that style. I don't know what he's saying, but it sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. I'll be honest. I'd like to definitely hear that one a little bit more. Uh, not just, I don't really know what the band is, but it's something that's so beautiful because, again, just to listen to the words, it's this like country, western songs, they all have a story. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is of music, again, you will find uh, in some of the quinceañeras or weddings, uh, especially when um, you, get, you have people there that I would say they're maybe the first or second generation from Mexico. And uh, that is beautiful. Message you can still, you can come back and do a dance with it, but this is what they actually do in doing those uh, festivities. So it is again very traditional, like you would your country western. But this one, you feel it more. <laughs> so that's that's a beautiful piece. Yes. Okay, Glenda, uh, your your classes is there a certain time period like your class runs from one month to the next month, or how long is your class? Yes. Okay, we open year round. Except for, of course, right now for the coronavirus. Right. And uh, uh, what we do, it is monthly. They practice uh, definitely once a week. And there's many times that actually they close about two times or three times. It all depends if we have some major events coming up. And okay. uh, But I have the different classes divided. It just depends by the, because I have classes, I have two classes on Monday. Two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, and one on Thursday. 
And then the rest of the time, I have it for additional classes that I might do as needed. So it depends how old you are and um, where you're, if it's the first time you ever danced, if you're not familiar with corticals, so I have to, I have to ask you these questions before I can actually place you in one of the classes. Now, can you take more than one class? Yes, you can. Is there extra charge? No, there's not. All right. Well, I have to say that, you know, our, the co-host here of Share the Will did an amazing job. They pretty much asked all the questions I was thinking about. You told the stories that just touched my heart with your students, you know, learning and, you know, having that self-doubt. But you worked with them and then one won the championship up in Dallas and the other ones in school. God, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, we have one so many of them. One, I was very thrilled that uh, in Corpus Christi, we won the best of the best with a thousand dollars as well. Oh my! And that went to one of my students. Yeah, that that so, that, yes. that deserves this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we needed we needed the applause. We needed the applause on that. Wow, that's amazing. You know, because I, I was thinking we we have an award winning organization, and we need to let people know about it. Yeah. The, the last question I have, or the last piece that I, I want to share with everybody, because I know uh, through your through you guys that you guys do community events, you do private performance, now competitions, birthday parties. Like, how many performances do you guys do a year? So. And I'm even thinking there's got to be a million challenges with that logistics yeah, to make up. So. We, we, we do. And uh, one of the things is you have an average um, the past year. So that, except for this, this one here, that um, we normally average about uh, two to three performances a month. And see, my performances are never mandatory for my students. Like think it comes up. And I'll find out, okay, who's able to participate. So it might be like one dance that I normally have for, let's say, eight, um, uh, eight couples. Uh, I might have to downsize it to only four couples. So the students do a wonderful job by uh, making sure to remember the, the new choreography. And that's what amazes me about the students. In other words, I can move them and they do not... Um, uh, go, no, wait a minute. This is the only way you taught me. No, no. They're open-minded and go, okay, what, do you want, what is it that you want us to move now? Okay. How is the choreography going to go? And they adjust to it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Why I do what I do to get those young people to be proud of who they are and whomever they are. It's not because, not just because your parents are from uh, Mexico. It could be from wherever throughout the world. Because again, we are all united through yes. music, yeah. through dancing. Yeah, and Will, you said it best. You know, we have an icon on tonight since 1963. She has been coming here and bridging the gaps, and also demonstrating how proud where you come from as well. Like, I mean, I come from Michigan, and I'm proud where I'm come from, and I'm happy mm -hmm. to be here to learn and have that open mindedness. And I. I just look at Yolanda like, well, wow, that's the that is the roadmap. You 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 have that open mindedness, yes. and she's been doing it since 1963. So, uh, yeah, icon I, is a giant icon. Maybe a better, even better description to it. But Will, you hit it right on the head. 
gracias, gracias. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So let's uh, we're we're coming to the end here. I want to plug one more time if you can interested in signing up or want to know more about their dance uh, routines or see uh, Yolanda and her team out there dancing. You can go to on Facebook. It's uh, you can just type in Round Rock Bella uh, for Glorica, or uh, we'll put the website. I see. I always say it wrong. How do you say it one more time? It's go ahead. Correct me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Round Rock Ballet Folklorico. Folklorico. See, yeah. I got my Michigan twang going on right now. Uh, <laughs> not even my Texas twang, my Michigan twang. So there you heard it. You can go there. Uh, you got the phone number. I'll post this all up there. One click, you can see when they'll be at. Trust me, they are so amazing. They're, they are the worth to go see uh, the music and the dance performance. It's it's so amazing. Uh to it as well thank you but we want to give one thank last you, thank you. yeah want to give one last word to you yolanda you know due to unforeseen scheduling conflict your daughter Celicia was supposed to be on the show with us today what would you like yeah. to say to her and as well as your son tony if you could say something to both of them what would you like to say i love them both of you very much you know that it is i love being a mom I have so much love to give you guys. I'm so proud of y'all. I'm so proud. I see that's actually Tony was one of my first dancers. And Felicia had been also a dancer until about two years ago when she had a baby or she was pregnant. And but she's slowly going back into dancing again. And I'm so proud of them. As to they have beautiful families. They gave me um three Tony has given me two beautiful a granddaughter and a grandson. And Felicia's gave me a grandson. And then my grandson from Gabriel, uh, from Tony's Gabriel and Brianna, from my son Tony, his wife Gina. And they gave me two beautiful grand, great granddaughters, as uh, Steffi and uh, Anaïs. And this is what amazes me because, again, Tony has danced, Gina has danced. Gabriel is still dancing. He's artistic director now. Brianna is amazing as a dancer as well. And Steffi, my uh, uh, four-year-old, guess what? She is now dancing as well. Wow. And she's been dancing since she was three. So, and the, the most amazing thing was that uh, when we participated in Choice Parade, she actually danced the whole parade. Really? She was supposed to go, she was supposed just to go there and just kind of walk. Oh, no, no, she danced. And that was my daughter, my grandson, Rio. He, we turned on the music because we, I've always taken him to practice. And man, since he was about a year and a half, he was out there moving. well it sounds well it sounds like dancing runs in the bloodline and it's the love of it that's probably even thicker than that and yeah i also think to all my parents all my parents from around the folklorical family and all my students thank you thank you i love you and again we could not do it without the parents with our board members and of course with our carrie carlene she's my right hand and she's the one that you'll see in the background moving, getting these things done and getting that thing done. So it's it's not really just one person. It's everybody coming in together. So thank you on behalf of all of us. 
Uh, I'd like to end by saying mucho gracias to our special uh, uh, Share the Will co-hosts, uh, Will and Hadley. We look forward to seeing you guys perform. Yes, I just want her to know how much I love her and her family. She has a wonderful family, a great spirit, and a loving heart. Oh, gracias, gracias. Yeah. And we love you guys. And this, you know what? This is what makes Round Rock Round Rock because all the beautiful people in our community, I mean, they are amazing. And you oh, guys yeah. are very simple right there. So that's what I told my family got to give because this is our community. All right. Well, that's a great way to end on that one. Uh, Yolanda, thanks again for coming on the show, and we appreciate your time this evening. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Let's take a quick look at a tool that elite special operations units use to document or reinforce their success and to learn from their mistakes. It's called the After Action Report. All right, we made it through the interview. Um, as you probably heard from the beginning, uh, before recording, you know, we had tried Zoom, FaceTime, and that regular old cell phone uh, conference merging. And as one can hear, uh, we still had a little trouble uh, with some reverb or echoing during the conversation. So, uh, you know, we did our best in, in trying to uh, get it lined up there. So uh, that was kind of a real bummer, um, you know, during this interview. Uh, I would say in particular, you know, what was the hardest part, you know, is to stop the tapes after rolling to say, hey, this doesn't sound good. Is it okay if we try something else? You know, if anybody out there has ever, you know, conducted an interview, you know, this can be a hard thing to do when, when momentum is building uh, in a story or as in the, you know, the first time we started recording, you know, it, it was off to a good start. And, you know, each time that an interview starts or however it may be, um, whether it be me or the interview, I mean, there are always nerves to be recorded. Like, on my side, oh, my God, is this going to sound great? Am I missing something? Did I hit the wrong button? Uh, and for the other person, they may have never been recorded before or get on there. So there's there's a, there's always nerves. Uh, I always take comfort in this um quote from Jack Nicholas, uh, or I would quote, paraphrasing that, you know, he admitted that he always had butterflies on the first tee in every round of competitive golf he ever played. And he said that the day he stopped uh, having butterflies is the day he would uh, stop playing golf. So it's, it's proof that even the best are human, uh, like the rest of us. But, uh, but once we got going, man, this, this conversation really flowed well. Um, uh, I had learned some new tactics in this one that I I know for myself I can be overpowering and want to see a certain outcome and questions. And this one, I try to take a step back and really let the co-host go ask questions, go for it, and I work around it. And in doing so, I think there was some really genuineness and some, uh, some um, great parts of that that I could never even think of or, or for questions or, or conversation. So uh, that was something I, I definitely learned in that is, you know, it's not important to go first and talking, but to build that foundation to let others shine. And, and this one, um, that was, that was a real positive that I took away this one. And I, and I thought it came off that way. Now switching up here a little bit, um, it, you know, a few weeks ago, 
I had stated that I was a bit hesitant to post an uh, anonymous online survey as to get perspectives and insight from listeners. You know, I, I, I wanted genuine responses. I wanted to make it anonymous. I want to see if somebody would say, man, you stumble, you say um too much, or anything that maybe I was missing uh, to continue to build a better show for you, for y'all. And I got seven responses, which was, it's, which is great. Uh, you know, this is a small scale. You know, sometimes I, I get my head gets big and I'm like, God, I can get a hundred responses and I'll get all this feedback. And I'm like, wait, wait, it doesn't work that way. Be gratitude and appreciative for any one response because that means somebody's taken, whether it's one second or two minutes to fill this out. And it really gave me some insight. I have some more of the posts, you know, little by little. I didn't want to just overwhelm it. And I'm really trying to digest everything that, you know, is coming this way. So I'm really, really thankful for those who have responded. And if you'd like to respond, I'll put a uh, clip uh, or a link in this so you all can respond. And it only does take two minutes if, if you feel like you want to. No, no necessarily have to. But one of the th- response I do like to talk about are the thing that was kind of... Um, shaking my confidence or trying to get some feedback was I had seen some numbers drop off a little bit in listening. And like I said, I'm small scale. I don't expect to be huge. But, you know, when you see these patterns, you're like, okay, what's going on? What's what's happening? How can I find out? And, you know, I could assume for a multiple reason that as 2020 you know, it's becoming a year of, of a moral conscious awakening between, you know, a pandemic, economic downturn, and a call for equal justice. And, you know, that focus, you know, may not want to be just listening to a podcast by any uh, uh, stretch of imagination. So let me give you what one listener has written that I think kind of fits that, th- those things. Quote, you're doing great, which, thank you. Um going on it says telecommuting is when i used to listen to podcasts i listen less frequently now that i'm home i like listening while i'm stuck in traffic it gives me something to take my mind off my commute so yeah yeah the world has completely shifted tastes consumers not just podcasts across the world everything has changed and you know it's a new formula of, of figuring out where to go from here where should I go, or should I be going that way, or, or what's going on? Uh, and, and that was some great feedback for that. I mean, it's only one response, but it helped tie into an article I read that gives additional support that, you know, podcasts across the board have all seen their ratings drop uh, from big-time podcasts to little. Uh, it, it depends on the podcast and the, and, and the message or what their, you know, subjects are. So, you know, it's... Um, it gives a little bit of understanding, uh, a small piece to it. Uh, yet, you know, at the end of the day, beyond the numbers, the intrinsic or the outside the body experience to what is important to the inside is that I'm still working hard at the strength of content that fits this show's format of courage and vulnerability in a genuine fashion. You know, every human that is listening or has a listening or capacity, I like I would think they call it a BS meter that reads through, you know, being vulnerable for vulnerability's sake. You know, faking it 
is not making it because we can hear when somebody is just like not there. And I mean, I struggle on here to want to open up to have those questions or what we can do because it's a, uh, you know, it's a process, but uh, there, there's been so, so many proud moments of some of the people in these uh, conversations. And, and one of them is, you know, putting the, like a bow on this is Yolanda as we have come to love her so much over the years we get to know her. Every time I see her, it's the biggest smile and hug. You just feel better when you meet Yolanda and have her energy around her. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And she, I mean, she is about as real as it gets when building the future, you know, and with these talented, confident young uh, uh, young men and women. She's building them up. And they're raising their hand in class, and they're doing those things. You're just like, yeah, I, I can get behind that. I want to support that. And I, I was so happy to finally finally have her on the show. So thank you, Yolanda. You know, you, you were, you're as real as it gets, and uh, you're a reason for doing this show and, uh, and, and doing this and, and putting the work in. So thank you much. So so all in all, you know, it's been worth the technical troubles to you know capture her story and spirit i hope you all you know enjoyed it and uh we'll see you uh next time